Amen. Amen. So we're, we're in a teaching series called Songs That Inspire. And what we are doing is we're, we are looking at different psalms from the Bible and uh, picking out some of those that might be particularly helpful uh, and especially relevant. I admitted last Sunday that I'm not really into music in a big way, but I guess some of you are. So here's a question for the music buffs. What was the first ever a cappella song to reach number one in Billboard's top 100? All right, now, okay, I'm going to help you because you weren't expecting that question when you got up this morning, right? And, and, and don't bother Googling it, I'll tell you, okay? So here's what we're going to do. It's a four-word title. If I say the first two words, I guarantee a high percentage of you could shout out the next two words of the title. And by the way, if you're watching this in a corner of a diner somewhere on your phone with the volume turned down low, you've got to shout out the answer too. Okay? The f All right, you ready? I'm going to give you the first two words. Don't worry. See, I told you. I told you you'd know that. And some of you younger people are just now thinking, say what? Don't worry. Be happy. That was 1988, people. 32 years ago. Bobby McFerrin. Don't worry. Be happy. And if I was to give a title, which I'm just done, to my teaching here this morning, that's the title. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy. I, I really appreciate your prayers this last week or two where I've, I've had a couple of health issues again. I, um, I've got a new cardiologist. You know what I like about him? He is 71 years old. I like people older than me because I don't meet many of them nowadays. <laughs> and, and you know what I like about this? See, if, if I've got some complications, which apparently I do, um, I don't want Doogie Hauser looking after me. Okay, I really don't. Genius that he may be. I want somebody who's been around a few years, who really knows his stuff and is challenged by something that he really wants to get to the bottom of. And, and, and I love that because if you've, been, if you've been doing something for years and years and years, you know a few things. Psalm 37 is an interesting psalm, and I'll tell you why. Most of the psalms are songs of praise to God or of prayer to God or of complaint to God as well. That's permissible, by the way. But Psalm 37 is different because Psalm 37 was written by David when he was an old man. And he isn't talking to God, actually. He's talking to anybody who might read it. So what I want us to do this morning is let's listen to the old man who's learned some things and see what David says in this psalm. Psalm 37, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. 
Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. Now, that's only the start of Psalm 37. You know, so I really want to commend to you that you take a fresh look at it sometime today and and during the week. And, you know, sometimes there's great advantage to reading a passage of Scripture over several times, over several days, because you don't get it all at once. And there is so much truth in Psalm 37 that I really do want to commend it to you. So here's David, having lived a long life. We followed him from shepherd boy to giant killer to king of Israel, to king of Israel who messed up, to king of Israel who reestablished a relationship with God. We followed him right through as the leader of successful army defending God's people. And now here he is in in, in the, the latter days of his life and David is sharing his wisdom. And it starts with this, don't fret. Don't fret. Or the Hebrew, the Hebrew phrase there, which is how the book of Psalms was initially written, actually literally translated means this, do not get heated. There's a good message for some of us this morning. Do not get heated. Specifically, he says in verse 1, do not fret because of those who are evil or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. The green plants, they will soon die away. Don't get uptight when wicked people seem to be doing well. It's not going to last. Verse 7, he says, again, he says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. You, You know, somewhere along the line, we need to recognize that we don't have to carry the burden, the responsibility, the concern for everything going on in this world or in our nation. And we need to recognize this, that actually God's bigger than the whole thing. And if God isn't freaking out, we don't need to freak out either. Do not fret. Do not get heated, he says. Then in verse 8, refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Here we go again. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. In Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 19, someone who was putting all these Bible verses for today into the system said to me, you're using a lot of Bible verses, you know. I heard preachers are meant to. 
I heard you didn't want my theories on life. So in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 19, it says, Do not fret because of evildoers or be envious of the wicked, for the evildoer has no future hope, and the lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. Don't fret. Don't fret. Now, I know, you know, there are times when life kind of is getting on top of us and maybe we're getting very tense and somebody comes along and says, don't worry, and you just want to smack them, right? You know, it's easy for you to say. It's, oh, that's okay for you to say. Don't worry. Don't fret. Yeah, that's, that's, that's okay for you. But, but here's, what, here's what this psalm does for us. It gives us now a list of reasons why we don't need to fret and alternatives to fretting. And that's what I want to go through this morning. Those of you that are with us on a regular basis, this is where you start taking bets among yourself because I've got five things I want to cover. And this is where you start taking bets as to how many I'll get through in the time that's allotted, right? So, so there are five things, and this is only in the beginning of this psalm, which are the answer to fretting. Number one, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Verse three, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. David knew what he was talking about. His life was not totally a life of sitting in green pastures, watching sheep, playing a harp, and composing songs. It was quite different. In, in fact, after he had killed Goliath, the king Saul started to get intimidated by him. And there was a point where David was coming back from a battle and Saul heard the crowds that were cheering him and welcoming him back. And in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 29, it says this, Saul became still more afraid of him, of David, and he remained his enemy the rest of his days. All the people were chanting a song that said, Saul's killed thousands, but David's killed tens of thousands. And Saul now sees David as an enemy. And he's determined to get rid of him. And when later in life, David says, don't fret, trust in the Lord. He knew what he was talking about. He had been in some very, very difficult situations and one of the things he had learned was to trust in the Lord now Saul his enemy was dead when he was writing this and David was in fact on the throne of Israel himself God had turned the whole thing around and I look around here this morning and with those that I can see in house today we are surrounded by story after story of God's faithfulness, God's protection, and God's provision. Right around here. If I was to come off of here, I was going to do this, but I thought I'd drive the camera operator nuts. And if I was to come and wander around and say to you, have you got a story about God's faithfulness? I bet you're going to say yes. 
Have you got a story about God's provision? I'm not asking for the story. We don't have the time. But have you got a story? 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 Yes, all around this place today, there are stories of the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God and the protection of God and the preservation of God and the provision of God because God is still a God who can be trusted. Still, still, God can be trusted. In in, in Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 4, it says this, he will not fail. He will not fail. Now, if your memory's not that good, there's a short phrase there to remember. But carry that with you. He will not fail. He will not fail. And some of you need to hear that this morning particularly. And you need to identify with that. God, I'm going to trust you because your promise is that you will not fail. In Psalm 20 and verse 7, it says this, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Amen. Some people trust in their own strength. Some people trust in what they've got. But the bottom line is this. We trust in the name of the Lord our God because we know this. He will not fail. He will not fail. Trust in the Lord, says David. And he also throws in there, by the way, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Galatians 6 verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those that are of... I'm sorry, I, I, I get carried away and just quoted from the King James. Let's give it in the NIV, which is what you've got on the screens in front of you. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Trust in the Lord and do good. What's the answer to fretting? Trust in the Lord and do good. Maintain a focus beyond yourself. First Thessalonians, Paul tells us this in chapter 5, verse 15. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. It's the answer to fretting. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then the second thing here in Psalm 37, which is the answer to fretting, take delight in the Lord. Verse 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, apparently the, the Hebrew word here that's translated by the phrase take delight could also be translated pamper yourselves in the Lord. That's interesting. The months and months that kind of almost everything was shut down um, showed where some people have their priorities or maybe I should say when things started to open up it became clear I, I remember I remember seeing in social media so many so many ladies who were who were saying any idea when the nail salons are opening up again <laughs> right crisis revealed your priorities and 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 when the salons opened up, social media was flooded 
with pictures of ladies' feet. I know this is the appropriate place, but I want to tell you ladies this. Nobody needs to see photos of your feet on social media, okay? I'm sure you're very happy about the pretty colors of the polish, and I'm sure you're very content and thrilled that you managed to get a pedicure at last. But some things, feel free to just keep to yourselves. <laughs> so many people are happy to have the opportunity now just to pamper themselves a little. The Bible says the answer to fretting, now it's not saying get a mani-pedi, that's not what it's saying. The answer to fretting is pamper yourself in the Lord. Take some God time. Treat yourself to some time with the Lord. I mean some special time with the Lord. And when you find yourself starting to fret, I want to tell you this, one of the things that's going to really help you to find peace of heart and peace of mind is to pamper yourself in the Lord. It is to set aside some time. I'm not saying an afternoon. I'm not saying a day. I'm saying maybe to take just 15 minutes, but specifically take it. Get to some place where you can be by yourself, even if you've got to drive your car somewhere. Put on some music. Music that's going to help you to connect with God and start to just breathe. Start to thank God for his blessings. Start to reflect on God's goodness. And let God minister to you. Pamper yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Because in the craziness of life and of a normal day, we can be rushing here, there, and everywhere. And if we ever get time in to open the Bible or a Bible app and to get something positive, that might just be a rare occurrence. Pamper yourself in the Lord. Psalm 63 in verse 1 says this, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. It's like I gotta get some God time. I've gotta get some God time. It's like I'm just dying of thirst. I need God. That's what I need. That's who I need. Time with Him. Psalm 42 says something pretty similar. It says, As the deer pants, for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Well, when can you? When can I go and meet with God? Because there are some things that you will not get resolution to in any other place or from any other person than actually from some quality time spent with God. Take delight in the Lord. It's the answer to fretting. Trust in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. 
And then the next verse talks about commit your way to the Lord. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Commit your way to the Lord. Since we're on Hebrew meanings, we're, we'll keep going here. And, and the Hebrew meaning for what's translated, commit your way to the Lord, is, is the word roll away. It's the idea of letting go of a burden. Letting go of something we're carrying and let it just roll away. And, and the whole idea is trust your load to the Lord and let him carry it. Commit your way to the Lord. Now here's the thing. Two people can't be carrying the same thing. Either I've got my burden or God's got my burden. Are you with me there? Commit your way to the Lord. Trust God to take care of you. You see, instead of insisting, I've got this, it's okay sometimes to recognize, I haven't got this. I'll do this. I can't do this. I'll find a way. I can't find a way. And sometimes what we really need to do is we need to give our burden, we need to give our concern, we need to give our anxieties, we need to commit our way to the Lord and stand back. Proverbs 16 and verse 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. He will establish your plans. Now, if I walked among you, I said earlier, and said, if you've got a story of God's faithfulness, I, I, I know that every grouping sitting here today would be able to say, yeah, I got one. And if I was to come around you and say to you this morning, can God be trusted? You'd say yes. But some of you might not be living yes just now. You're living fretting. God can be trusted. But are you trusting him? Are you trusting him? One of the huge benefits of getting together and worshiping together and listening to God's word together is it pulls all our thoughts back in and it focuses on the God who can be trusted. Commit your way to the Lord. Towards the end of his life, the Apostle Paul is writing to his young friend Timothy. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 11, he says this. This is the message I've been sent, set apart to proclaim as a preacher, emissary, and teacher. It's also the cause of all this trouble I'm in. He was in prison for his faith. But he said, I have no regrets. I couldn't be more sure of my ground. The one I've trusted in can take care of what he's trusted to me to do the right to the end. Paul says, here I am, and it might look like I'm in a mess, but I know the one I've trusted myself to can be trusted. And I want to remind you today, the one that you've trusted yourself to can be trusted. Trust in the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. 
Commit your way to the Lord. Number four, be still before the Lord. Darn, that's a hard one, isn't it? Be still. Verse 7, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked scheme. Take a look at that verse if you would, right? Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So if I was to ask you on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is not very good at all and 5 is rock star status, and I wonder how good would you say you are at being still before the Lord and waiting patiently for him? I would guarantee there aren't too many rock stars that are listening right now. No disrespect to any of you. Just that we're people. We're human. And waiting for the Lord can be one of the most difficult things for us to do. The secret to not fretting is be still and wait. And some of you are looking for God to intervene in situations in your life and you're desperate for him to do it right now. And I just want you to be reminded, be still and wait. God has not abandoned you. God has not forgotten you. God is interested in you, cares for you, and is planning the big picture. Be still and wait. And then the fifth thing David says here, which is the answer to fretting, cease from anger. Refrain from anger, turn from wrath. Verse 8. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It only leads to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. So David is an old man now. He's talking to whoever will read. And David basically is an old man. He's talking to you and I this morning. And what he's saying is this. You know, we'll start off with this. Don't fret. And then we come down to some of the things that will help us not to. And one of the things is this. Cease from anger. Stop it. Stop it. Ephesians 4 verse 26 says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Now, I know, you know, folks will take that, and I've taken it sometimes, and I've said to couples when I was counseling them before they got married, I, I'll show them this verse and said, you know, don't let the sun go down while you're angry. You settle your arguments and your disagreements, uh, and, and, and you do it before you go to sleep at night. But, but this, this far, it's a far bigger thing as well. Don't carry anger. Don't carry anger. No, no. The apostle here, Paul writing in Ephesians, is recognizing the fact that there are some things it's, it's good for us to get really charged up about and to be angry about. There's so much that's happening in, in our world and in our society. I get angry when women's rights are confused with babies' rights. Sorry, that makes me incredibly angry. I get angry about the statistics of millions and millions of babies. 
that have been killed in what should be the safest environment on earth in the mother's womb or even when they've just come out of the womb. That makes me angry. But I can't live angry. There are so many different situations that rile me up and rouse me up. But, 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 but I can't live angry. I've got to find something to do with that. And you know what I do with that anger? I, it's here in Psalm 37. Trust in the Lord. Don't fret. Just believe God's God plan he's working out but don't carry anger don't fret the psalmist says that's the message I wanted to share with you this morning don't fret and how do we make sure we don't do that well here's the five things trust in the Lord take delight in the Lord commit your way to the Lord be still before the Lord. Cease from anger. I, I don't watch a lot of television. I'm just not into it nowadays. Um, but I do, I, I, I do like the commercial for farmer's insurance. They, they've got some like crazy stuff there. And, and do some of you remember the tagline? It says, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. I like that. Standing here today, after a lifetime in ministry, I want to humbly say to you, I know a thing or two, because I've seen a thing or two. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen some things I hope to God I'll never, ever see again. I've been in some heart-wrenching situations with people I care about and love who are part of a church family. Children have overdosed or a baby that's died. Been in some incredible situations. I've seen a lot. I've seen a few things. But I'll tell you one thing I've never seen. And David hadn't either. And he mentions it in verse 25. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I've seen a few things, but I have never, ever seen God's people forsaken or his children, their children, go without. God always comes through. Always comes through. And in whatever way, in whatever way you need God for you today, or you need God for your loved ones today, or you need God for, your, for, for, for different members of your family today, I, I want to tell you this. Don't fret. Don't fret. Don't fret. Trust in the Lord because he has never forsaken the righteous and he never will forsake the righteous because God will always come through. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together, could we? Father, we want to thank you today for your faithfulness and for the confidence that we can have in you. 
Thank you, Father, that you love us tremendously with a love that doesn't uh, waver, doesn't change. And we thank you, God, for the knowledge that you hold us in your hand. And I pray today especially for those who are burdened, anxious. And I pray, God, you'll help them not to fret, but to trust you because you can be trusted. And for every one of us, help us to live reminding ourselves that you are above all, in all, and through all. In Jesus' name, amen.